3: This is the final cast segment with your hosts Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad,
1: Jimmy, in the house again.
3: What's up, dude? You uh, ready for Dale Hollow this weekend?
1: I oh, dude, I'm excited. Like I have made sure that I do as little work this week as I possibly can and I'm finding every excuse to push work back. And I like I'm thinking about leaving tomorrow. I'm thinking about leaving on Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Sleeping go down there, check it out, sleep in the truck, get up, fish, and then go to the lodge and meet up with everybody.
3: That'd be sweet. Yeah. So I, I I think I'll be there, but it'd be Friday night, so I can't take off we'll work.
1: probably I'm you've been with Brian and them before. I did my first trip with Brian and Jay to Kentucky Lake and we were up late every night drinking beer and talking about fishing. So I'm sure we'll yeah. still be awake. That's <laughs> oh yeah, if you guys are in my mind is we did not get up early and go fish at all. Like we got on the water by like eight. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, if you if you guys are asleep at nine, nine thirty, there's something wrong no (laughs) that's when
1: i'll be there probably so i'll be last minute rigging stuff most likely (laughs) Yeah. all
3: right so uh this episode we're kind of last minute here but we got a cool guest on the line marcus coates what's up man how you doing
1: i'm doing good buddy how are you did you see the giant thumb please tell me you saw the giant thumb brad (laughs) oh yeah what'd you do uh
2: slice straight through it with a buck knife figured i'd go ahead and dive into deer hunting season early before i shot one
4: (laughs) go ahead and get
2: all the injuries out the gate early
3: yeah (laughs) hopefully yeah
2: this is how you self-retire your fishing season
1: yeah yeah i can only imagine all right god i've had a buddy that ripped a tendon in his thumb that ended his fishing season then i had another buddy have carpal tunnel surgery and have to literally teach himself how to fish with the other hand which worked out in my favor because when he got back better i bought all of his old reels for like nothing because he he went from right to left-handed and i fish lefty
3: (laughs) yeah so what we talking about tonight dude Uh, we're talking about some uh, propulsion options for well any kayak but since we all have three have new canoes we're gonna be talking about our new canoes and propulsion so heck yeah Uh, but first uh, Marcus you've been on paddle and fin before Uh, just give us a little background of uh, yourself tell us a little bit about yourself
2: right on so I uh, I've been kayak fishing probably uh probably close to 10 years started out in a sin sit-in uh, moved up to new canoe i've been with new canoe ever since um you know I've, I've been in every new canoe model along with other you know brands boats but i always kept going back to new canoe um i'm a uh, big in with kbbt not only an angler but a broadcaster also fish kbf and Bassmaster series as well um you know at the end of the day i'm just an angler out here grinding like everybody else that just enjoys to come on talk have a good time talk a little smack and uh and fish
3: heck yeah that's, that's what we're about man anytime i can get on here and talk to people about kayaks and fishing man it's a good time uh-huh. hey man
1: yeah we're obsessed with it man And i'm i'm over here trying to think of new ideas for new segments just so i can have more time to talk about kayak fishing
3: Kayak smallmouth fishing segment. That's
1: what we need to do. Yeah, for, dude. Uh, for uh, smallmouth, paddle and fins, Molly talk. We do bow need fishing? to get some bow fishing guys on. Oh, yeah, that would be cool.
3: Show off my bow fishing
1: setup sometime. I've got a, I've got a brand new bow fishing setup. Never done it before, but buddy of mine traded it for me, uh, traded it to me for a frog rod. So there you not? go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You probably got a couple of those frog rods anyway, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, sure enough. As soon as I traded it to him, I realized I didn't have... I thought I had three, I only had two. And I like to have two because I usually set up... The frog rod I use, the Dobbins 735 Fury, I actually punch with it too. So I like to have one set up one way and one set up the other. And now I can't do that, so I got to make a rod order. Oh. Yeah. Speaking
3: of, we need to do show on Dobbins too.
1: Yeah man I'm going to get in touch with uh Gary's daughter I'm going to get Gary on and we'll find can't decide if I want to find a boat pro or a another kayak pro there's only like three or four of us in kayaks on the whole team
3: interesting
1: but yeah we'll make it happen heck yeah all right so uh what what boat are you in and what a motor
3: are you using for that Mark Mark or me? Oh,
4: oh
2: sorry you talking about, are you talking to me or Jimmy Mark, you,
3: you, you. Marcus.
2: <laughs> right on Are you going, um bow fishing or uh or the motor
1: the motor what, one. what what boat and what motor are you, you planning on going with
2: so i'm uh i'm actually using currently the uh the new canoe pursuit um i've got a motor guide xi3 uh before this i've actually been using the uh the little minn kota twist handle but i was finally determined you know what? I'm, uh, after paddling for so many years, I'm, I'm ready to make the jump to where I don't have to paddle anymore. Uh, it's hard to argue with Derek Brundle, especially yeah. when he comes on KBBT so much. and He's like, oh, look, it's 500 billion mile per hour winds and a tsunami. Let's hit the spot lock
3: button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's the exact reason why I bought a pursuit in an XI-3. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I hope motor guide just gets to a point where they just pay him big money because he's done killer like oh, yeah. promotion work for them without even really like when he promotes, it's not like he's really trying to promote. Like his doesn't look forced. It's just like, you know why I have this because it's freaking awesome. And look what I can do. Like, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you've you come, come from the same background I have. Cause I, I used to be nothing but paddle and I recently switched over the same, motor dude. this year and it's it, it's changed it man uh sitting in current pointing upstream uh the only time I'll use it on the river though is when i'm in like areas of water i know is deep enough i won't i, I won't actually take it up through the shallow riffles and stuff but um <laughs> yeah the, those those nice long runs where it's like 10 foot deep and just hitting that spot lock and being able to point upstream is awesome yeah
2: oh dude i mean What gets me, especially, so if you're not in a, you know, I'll give you an example. I was fishing with Jason Campbell and John Mooney this past weekend, uh, Sunday, actually. And we're sitting on a lake and the wind's blowing, I don't know, 10, 15 mile an hour. We're all three fishing side by side, throwing at these bridge pylons. And, uh, you know, of course, they're in hobies, so they're able to keep, you know, tread water by, you know, moving their flippers. But being in a paddle boat, you know, I'm like, all right, cast two or three times. Paddle back up, cast mm-hmm. two or three times. Paddle back up. The ability to stop your location on the front of your boat adds so much more to your ability to fish. It's ridiculous.
1: oh yeah, I was, I was like Brad saying, man, I came. You know, the guys that got me into fishing are real grassroots. So it was paddle skinny water. Mm-hmm. Now I still do that. I mean, I, I probably use my Flint ten to one to my other boats, um, but I jumped into pedal and I was, I really liked pedaling. I got into a Titan for a little while. And the only reason I got the Titan was because they had the delayed release for the pivot drive. And then literally three days after I bought my Titan, they released the pivot drive. <laughs> so uh, I ended up selling the Titan, getting back in the new canoes, getting a pivot drive. Love that thing. And then uh, the Logan Martin event, I'd never put a motor on a kayak before. I was totally against it, but the Bassmaster event on Logan Martin I knew that with 200 anglers, I was going to be outnumbered by guys with motors. And I was like, well, and I had, I had sold. That was actually right before I got my pivot drive. So I, I didn't have a boat. So I borrowed a boat and he had a Minn Kota, uh twist handle on the back and uh, for a pursuit. And I, I took it out and was like, man, this is this is so easy. Like, and that wasn't even a good setup, man. Like it didn't have the motor mount, the extension handle wasn't long enough, so I was literally, like, holding it above my head and driving like this. Dude, anyway. I've got to
2: be. At, at Logan Martin, I was using a Minkota twist handle. I borrowed off of a guy there to get to a spot, so I had a little portion of the boat with the seat turned around. I'm standing up. And like the last three feet of the boat, and every time I'm hitting a wave, my kayak's popping a wheelie. And I just stood up just ran the whole way back with that trolling motor. Yeah, Brian,
1: uh, Brian Schiller, uh, the host of the OG show for anybody listening, when we went up to Kentucky Lake, he had like a 1975 model Minn Kota, like 27 thrust. He threw on his pursuit. And for a handle, he brought an extendable paint roller handle. And we just, he just sent wood screws through it into the motor handle. And it worked perfect. Like (laughs) a free motor that's 25 years, no, 35 years old and was keeping up with us. You know, like had the lithium pushing it. It was hilarious. Heck yeah. That's, that's impressive, man. That's what got me hooked though, is the ease of that. And I was like, man, one day I'll have, and I had thought bow mount. I thought that would, but it doesn't match my kind of fishing. Like most of the time where I'm fishing, that bow mount's not, even in the current, it's not going to be use because I won't be able to put it down in the water.
3: Right. Too shallow. So I,
1: yeah. So I went with the EPS, you know, off the back, uh, stern mount. And mine's variable speed, which I get a lot of questions about that. So a lot of people don't know what that means. So there's two versions of the motor. Variable speed is just that. It's like dialing a speaker knob you can really dial in your speed where the others, you know, five speeds one way, three, the other. Mm -hmm. And once I figured out, played with it, it's not spot lock, but when I'm in current, I can just roll up in current and then ease the knob back and literally just get it to stop and sit still in the current. Just like you can with spot lock takes a little more work than a button, but it works just as good. Mm
3: Torquito. You can do the same thing. So I, I did that uh, sitting in current also on my old boat and, uh, just set the throttle barely, and it just keeps you holding holding in one spot, and you're controlling with your feet, so you're not moving.
1: And see, the the one advantage I think I've probably got with the EPS is the the new canoe EPS mount is uh, the latch is magnetic. Mm-hmm. So if you hit something, it breaks away. Mm-hmm. Well, I've already done it. You do know, I'll put it on high and just run up, shot. Like if I know it's just like a brief, a little bit of dragging, mm-hmm. I'll just go at it full kilt, let it just smack loose, prob you know, splashing everywhere and let it float over and then drop back down. And like, I'll probably be the first person to rip a foot off of trolling motor on a new canoe, but <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give it hell and see if it'll do it. See,
3: I, I was always worried about doing that with a torpedo because I didn't know like if the repeatedly abuse of do, hitting stuff like that would actually mess up the prop or anything like the inside parts. I keep, a,
1: I keep a uh, spare prop bolt and shear pin with me because I've, i know i'm going to tear a prop off of it eventually it's just the the beast it's
3: inevitable yeah
1: yeah. i mean i shared a prop off of the titan too so
3: (laughs) uh getting back to your setup for your uh uh, minn kota how how did you have that rigged up again
2: on uh on logan martin yeah so the back three feet of the of the new you know where the freedom track ends where your seat is there's mm-hmm. you know roughly three feet or of uh, back where most people stick your crate for your tackle or whatnot I had the minkota twist handle uh, on the very back of the boat and I had the lead uh, lead big heavy lead battery right there behind me had the seat turned all the way around and then I was standing up in the back of the boat with my knee in the seat just getting it and, uh, as okay. soon as I got there, all I had to do was sit down in the seat, let that sucker around and start fishing and, uh, coming back, it was a little bit more fun cause the wind had picked up but, You know, I was straight, you know,
3: it. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: what I was going to say. The fact that you did all that standing up is amazing because Scott Butcher has a picture of me coming across the lake. I had an 80 pound lead battery and the motor in the back with my gear. And, like, in the picture, it's just like when you see a boat when they're not on plane. You can't see the bottom of the boat, but you can see the water. And, dude, I had so much water in the back of the boat. It was so bad. But, I mean, it's nothing wrong with new canoe. I probably had 350 pounds or more of weight on the back half of the boat because I keep my seat back. From the center, which I found out later, you're supposed to move your seat up when you motor it. Didn't know that to help balance everything out. Which I don't do that now because now I put the battery in the front. Oh, okay.
3: Uh, Yeah, I keep
1: forgetting. If you looked at the boat and this is the middle, everything was from here back. So I was sitting like 30 It was bad. So bad.
3: I, I need to rebalance my stuff, I think. I've already talked to you about this, but I got the battery and the motor both up front i got the battery in the front hatch i think i need to redo that run it to the I, back
1: i saw a picture after we talked about it i saw a picture of your boat with you not in it
3: mm-hmm. and the boat
1: sitting in the water like this which is fine because when you sit in the seat if you sit far enough back you should balance out yeah i'm all you the know, way at back the same, at, at the same time with all that weight up there it breaks the waves so hard like you were saying that's mm-hmm. why you're dipping water yeah like if i mm-hmm. go
3: to grab something out of the hatch yeah. I, I lean all the way up there and i'm dipping in the in front of the water
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we need to reassess your your battery game
3: yeah I'm, I'm gonna redo it i know what picture you're talking about too it's the one i recently did yeah i posted, noticed it right nice. yep that one yeah yeah but
1: i don't know did you I... uh, marcus did you get the new bow mount that's the 36 the the one that Derek promoted that's specifically for kayaks, or did you, do you have yours before that one was released?
2: Yeah, so mine's the, uh, the new one. I think it's a, what is it, like 36-inch, I think, 32 36 inch, or
1: 32.
3: Called. You're talking about the shaft?
1: Yeah. yeah. You it's have a it too, 36. don't you, Brad? Yeah, 36. Yeah. Which is great, because oh, yeah. yeah. even, even buying the other kits, you have to cut it down before, because it was, I think the smallest they did was a 42
3: yeah' that's a beast yeah yeah i I waited for a while before I bought the whole setup, just for that reason. I was like the thirty I need that thirty six there's no way I could have that thing sticking up any higher that than was, what it
1: already is that was the whole reason other reason I went away from Bowmount was I can't stand stuff in front of me when I fish, and seeing a couple of them in person, like I saw Chuck Misers uh, in person at Logan Martin and seeing how high it was sitting up running i was like no dude i'll be all in that you know because i loop cast a lot
2: well see i'm I'm the complete opposite because even when i had that little one mounted on the back you know i don't do these whole sidearm casts Mm -hmm. i give it the full torque from the backswing dude i would smash that motor with every weight (laughs) in the lure bust Sarah spooks to pieces on it. I mean, you name it, I have done. I can't have anything behind me, or it's going out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've gotten almost completely away from overhand casting, unless I'm standing up throwing something really heavy. But I've only hit my motor once, and I did that the last time I went out with the motor, and I made it count. I blew that reel up so bad because, like, <laughs> I heard a I heard metal go ting. And I didn't think about it until I'd already whipped the rod back. And I was like, Oh my God, I know what that is. <laughs> and it's said, whoo And I blew it. And it was a DC, you know, those DC reels are great, oh. but they're not stupid proof. Like, yeah, I don't care what kind of technology oh, you man. got. I could have had the brake locked down on that thing and it blown up. I I mean, I was, cause I was doing a, like a s- strong skip cast to get yeah. under some brush, oh, And it it, dude, it landed right beside me. And I had line hanging out of my reel, like two inches. And I was yeah. just laughing. Because I yeah, just I, when you finally realize, like, oh my god, I know what that noise was, and that was that treble hook holding onto that motor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. nothing, nothing says good morning at 6 a.m. like a smashed Sarah spook on your trolling motor head.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I've smacked my trolling motor quite a few times since getting the motor. All, dude, i I do this like low handed, like sidearm cast. So every time it just smacks
1: the front of it. Like, dude, god. I bought I bought the Bending Branches Navigator you know, beautiful wood green, like $300 paddle. Like the second day I had it, at least like you said, I do low underhand, like, you know, sweeping casts. And I was throwing a swim jig and I can, I've got to where I can loop them real close to the side of the boat to keep them kind of tight, really target. And I, I made that cast and her bow and look down. I put a dent in that brand new paddle <laughs> like i have i have a probably nickel sized crack and hole where that swim jig made contact with oh. that brand new 300 hundred dollar paddle
3: Ooh.
1: but it's, oh, it's I, I might <laughs> oh i just i just said really like because my wife always gives me crap about how i can't keep anything nice for long and if you need to test gear, I'm the man to test it. Like I am rough on everything, but that paddle still works perfect. It's just got a little hole in it. There you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't really want to, you know, advertise in particular. But you know, I'm the same way. I'm so hard. I break six, seven rods a year. You know, I go through reels. I am hard on my gear, and man, I'm. That's one of the things that always kept me going back to Nuke and it is they can take a beating.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I have... So, my first pursuit was a 2015 model Blim boat that was given to us for an Angler of the Year boat. Buddy of mine, Greg Massa, he's like a local hammer around here. That He doesn't fish, like, national stuff at all. Uh, heck, he doesn't even fish local uh, tournaments much anymore. He just gets in the big bass every now and then just to show that he's still the dude. But uh, <laughs> his whole thing is he... If he takes you to a spot, you're dragon. Like... He told me about a spot we were going to go where we had to drag up a rock wall, slide the kayaks down the train tracks for 100 yards, down a rock wall, across a concrete culvert to get to.
2: That's the spot.
1: Yeah. I wish I had pictures of the bottom of that boat when I got it. It had to have been missing half of the material. And then I put it through the same abuse for like a year and a half. It never leaked. And then I sold it to a guy, showed him how... Much condition it was in, and he's still beating the crap out of it. It won't die.
3: That's awesome.
1: And it had a core, it, the the blim in the bow on a pursuit, how sharp mm-hmm. right there in the front. It looked like someone took a quarter with their thumb and just pushed it on the front of the bow. It's just like a perfect moon.
4: Really? And it, it didn't
1: affect anything. And I'm like, I'd be that that boat was old enough to have the high low seat in it that they first did. Like oh, okay. that boat was legit, but like, I hear another side story about this guy. He swapped over to a native ultimate sit inside, mm-hmm. he probably had it a month. We pull up to a spot that has a huge drop off that you have to go down and you have to like sidestep rocks and stuff. He set the boat down, put his foot on it, and kicked it. <laughs> and down the hill it went and it stopped before it got to the water. And then he looked at me and he said, I'm just going ahead and putting scratches on your next boat for you. <laughs> Dude. I just did the exact
3: same thing on my last river trip this past week. And we <laughs> went down it, we did, we went down this huge Hill right into the river. I just pushed it down the hill and just whoosh,
1: stopped Dude, right not. at the edge. The, the the plastic that they use is flexible enough. Like it's not going to like, I mean, you could probably bust it if you hit it something super sharp, but I have done some with my F-12. I have done some stupid stuff with it. And it you know, I, had I have
4: literally
2: it. used my pursuit as a sled when it was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I mean, there's the limits are just, it It will amaze you.
3: Yeah. Wait, where are you from?
2: I'm from Arkansas. Oh,
3: okay. You guys get snow get down there? We every three years.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, that's better than us. We get snow like once every, you know. I'm 30 now. I've seen it like five times, I think.
3: That's crazy, man.
1: Now nah, we get it a little more than that. We we went on a stretch for a while where we got snow every year. I mean, it ain't nothing like Ohio.
3: Yeah, we don't get it that bad, but I mean,
1: when you get it, you get it way worse than we do.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> six, seven inches at a time sometimes. Like yeah, that's uh, awesome, pretty crazy. <laughs> took me by surprise when he said Arkansas I was like what
1: i didn't know it snowed what? there
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was you know I felt that way about guys last year there were like North Texas got like a crazy uh, snowstorm yeah. last year that Insane. Is, that's
3: wild man
1: um i don't
3: know if you can answer this jimmy uh Marcus might be able to i I'm new with the x i three like i said uh, there's he- there's heading lock and then there's uh the spot lock. Can you use those in conjunction with each other?
1: I think I've, you can.
3: I've tried, and it seems like one cancels out the other when I hit both, like the button right after each other.
1: Well, I mean, heading lock keeps you on your directed path, and spot lock locks you in place, so y- it kind of should cancel itself out. But you, you're yeah. talking about like you, it'll lose the heading altogether, where you can't mm-hmm. just restart the heading? Yeah,
3: like if I, if, like, I want to point a certain direction, I hit spot lock, and then if... If I want my boy, my the bow of my boat to be pointing a certain direction, you hit the heading lock. I didn't know if it would keep you pointing the same direction while being on the same spot. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, now that I'm not sure about. Because every time I talk to guys about heading lock, they're not using it like that. It's like they've mapped it on their graph or something like that. And it's like, I'm going down this bank. So I'm going to hit heading lock and let it run me down that bank.
3: Yeah, I've done that before, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good
1: I, question. If neither one of us know, know the answer to that, I could find. I know a guy that would know. Yeah,
3: I He's just know like when it's windy, head. you hit that spotlight button. You're going to be facing towards which way the wind's blowing from right, each right. time, and that's kind of a pain.
1: You know what? You know what? It is power pole anchor. Yeah. I know. That, yeah, that's a good idea, too. Uh, a buddy, I'll never forget, man. We had a little tournament, and a guy in a Hobie was sitting in, like, 15-mile-an-hour wind, broadside to the wind at a bridge, standing up. And I could not figure out how he was sitting there. And I oh. didn't realize that he had dropped an anchor off the front and the back. And that boat did not move all day. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's the $30 at most for a couple anchors.
3: But now that I think about it, the, the, way, the, the way the pursuit's set up, it's like... I don't think you really need that anyway. Cause you got pretty much three, three sixty uh, degrees of like castability on that boat. Yeah. Because,
1: because of the vertical or the horizontal rod holders and all that stuff. That's the, that's my, the biggest thing I miss is that I found a couple options for horizontal rod storage on the uh, oh, frontier. I may mess with, but I'm probably going to end up going back to a pursuit and just since they're running the same style seat now that the frontier has, as far as the seat base goes, Uh, I'm probably going to swap over to that and just raise the seat up a good bit because I like sitting high.
4: Yeah.
1: I
2: mean, don't get me wrong. I love my Frontier, but ever since I got in the Pursuit, you know, I just, I can't. I've got all the boats that New Canoe offers and the Pursuit's the only one that gets used by me.
1: Yeah. I use...
2: it It cuts through wind and current so easily. And once you, even when you're paddling, Once you get that pursuit going, it's going, going, gone.
1: No, yeah. No, it paddles great, man. You can paddle it fast. Like I used to, because I always run a graph, man, I could, I was kind of upset because I would paddle and keep, you know, I would kind of like built my arms and shoulders up to it. I could paddle pursuit three and a half miles an hour all day, you know, going spot to spot. (laughs) Get those numbers up. (laughs) But, uh. (laughs) I thought moving to pedals it was going to be something crazy, and then I got the Titan, and it was like, you know, humping it, and was like, I'm still only doing three and a half miles an hour. Yeah. And then everybody says it's more efficient. It is when your legs get used to it. If you haven't pedaled before, pedaling will whip you. Oh my god. I believe it. Dude, it will tear you up. And then like going towards like Hobie drives. Everybody always about how good the Hobies are, bro. I took my buddy's 360 out for five minutes and was winded. Because it's 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 totally different. Because you're working your hamstrings, yeah. Like it's just that's you know. And here we are talking about motors. Why? Because I'm starting to get older and lazy. That's why. <laughs> Me too, dude.
2: <laughs> going to pedaling when you haven't pedaled in a long time is like a week full of lifting, and then all of a sudden you're going to do cardio.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like going for a run after leg day. It's, yeah, man. Like I literally like. My buddy came out in his native and we were out on Gunnersville, and we probably did like 10 miles and literally it's like five down and five back to the end of this bay. And on the way back, my hamstrings locked up, like legit locked up, like my, like they were cramping up and holding my left leg all the way into me. So I was like turned sideways, keeping my legs off the boat, you know, it was so bad and it's nothing (laughs) against the drive. It's just, I had not been using the drive and then he was like hey let's go pedal across the world all right let's go no it was a terrible idea and then it was more insulting he brought his torpedo with him and i didn't have my motor at the time
3: (laughs) so he's sitting there on like cruise control you're sitting there struggling
1: well he he pedaled with me for a while and then when my hamstring started locking up he was like let me tell you back because i could use this picture and i was like no i'm gonna fight through this and then he just zipped off in the torpedo it's like well crap. (laughs) see you later Dude, I've got a, I don't know if I sent you the picture, you know, testament to the new canoe again, being so versatile, you can do, you can set one boat up, the other boat up and change your setup so fast. Mm-hmm. I actually took the electric motor setup off the F-12 and it fits on the Flint almost perfectly I made an adapter. The only thing that was wrong is the steering cables a little bit long, but I made an adapter plate. That will bolt into the factory slot but it moves the handle up about that much about three inches so i'm bringing it to del hollow and we're gonna see how fast the flint does with the 45 and the upgraded prop dude i'm
3: gonna throw my 55 on yours and see how fast he goes you have a 55 yeah which 55 do you have the the 55 x
1: i3 oh 66. we can do it. This is the bow mount universal yeah Um, I don't know about that. Hey, I got, I got bungee straps. (laughs) I just, hey, we're going to put both of them on there. We're going to have 95 pounds of thrust on this Flint.
2: (laughs) Oh, dude, a Flint dual drive. Let's go.
3: Yeah. Uh, That reminds me of, uh, Gene Jensen. I think he has XI3 and he's trying to get KBF to have him have the, uh, on the back with it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, though. I'll be Just the reason put a
2: two and a half gas power on there and crank that sucker into high gear.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a feeling if I do this and get a video of it, Blake Young will, you know, call me and be like, "Hey, uh, I need you to take that down." <laughs> <laughs> we never said you could run both on that boat at the same time.
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. But I
1: don't care. I'm gonna try it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you made a good point though. Yeah, you, you talked about um. uh these boats being so versatile and to like switching back and forth from like river to Lake, you know, taking the motor off and stuff like that. Uh, Marcus, do you have any plans for, uh, moving your XI three back and forth from your other boats to the pursuit and, you know, all these other ways.
2: I mean, it's, I'm going to start using it on, uh, you know, on my frontier 12 as well for bow fishing. Um, you know, of course, the, the ability to bounce it back and forth between boats is is amazing. Plus, you know I mean, I, I completely agree. It's so easy with that quick release to just pop that sucker off and say, all right, now we're just gonna go have a fun family float. And then as soon as I almost start fishing, I just plant back. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm I have you know it yet. Uh, I'm definitely interested too. And, you know, at the same time, it's it's one of those things that allows you to do so many different options, not only over time, but in one day without wearing yourself out. Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, I, I took all the stuff for the Frontier was in a box. And within 30 minutes, I had everything fitted to the Flint. Um, hmm. The battery, the 100 amp hour lithium battery, the Bioino 100 amp hour actually fits i thought this was cool i have the new canoe flint um what do they call that thing it's the dash for the flint that's got the little hatch that opens and closes i
2: open open the hatch
1: and the battery fits in that little spot so really? I, the batteries up front the wiring so uh, on the flint you have a 3600 plano holder on the side with a little bungee the control box and everything fits right there with all the wire wrapped up on it so it's clean set up and then the, the only thing I had to do was make an adapter for this steer. I could have probably something I'm gonna do I'm borrowing a boat this weekend um, to take the to Del Hollow, and it's an older model new canoe that doesn't have the threaded inserts for the steering handle. I'm going to use um, the sticky window. What do they call it? Uh, Brad, you'll know it's like the window gasket material that's like super. Uh, Just foam? It's, yeah, it's foam with adhesive on both sides. Yeah. Level sided? Yeah. When you peel it off, it comes. it brings everything off with it. Mm-hmm. I had a little big piece of that left over. I stuck it to the boat to see how easy that worked. And it sticks so good. I'm just going to stick the steering handle to that dude's boat. And then when I'm done with it, it'll pop right off.
3: So There you go.
2: And, I'll, and, you know, I wanted to point out one more thing uh, you guys were talking about earlier. You know, the different places that, that you mount your battery to, you know, to even out the boat and the weight distribution of it that is another one of my favorite things about these boats that we're fishing out of is uh, is at the end of the day, you know, they're so stable. It really doesn't matter where you have your battery or all your extra weight. You're still going to be all right. You know, you know, like you said, I was standing up in the back with the lead based battery at at the same time with the XI three, I've got mine mounted in the front as well. Just my seats, you know, way in the back, the, the stability that that offers you goes a long way when you're adding these motors on the kayaks
1: yeah definitely yeah. it's it's a good fit like I'm I really do I probably I wouldn't mind so I've got ai have a pivot drive for the F12 I have the EPS system that I think I could probably fit on everything one way or another um I wouldn't mind having a pursuit with uh with the bow mount just to have the whole spectrum and I've debated on dabbling with an F10 yeah I'm I'm strongly debating an F-10 just to... Because I waste a lot of space huh? on the 12
2: The F-10s are fun little river boats.
1: Yeah. That's the only thing I'm worried about is having the 10-foot boat on the... Because like, there's a couple places I fish where I get out on open water. Yeah. Like Gunnersville's one of them. I mean, and the boat's stable. It's not that. It's just, you know, all the problems everybody knows you have in any 10-foot boat. They don't track worth a crap when you paddle them. You know... The F10 being 10 foot and 41 inches wide, it's going to catch wind like nobody's business. Yeah. So, like you said, riverboat definitely just don't, I haven't decided yet. So,
3: so you, you rather use that than over the Flint on the river? No? I'd try, but
1: the Flint's my, this is, I'm on my second Flint, and the only reason I sold my first one is because I wanted a new color, the new tundra oh, color. Okay, yeah. So, I had the nuclear green. So I sold it to uh, a buddy of mine down here and there was nothing wrong with it. And then I wanted, well, I wanted the new seat too. So I ordered the new one in Tundra and I don't think I'll ever not have a Flint, to be honest. Like I've been in some other boats, like whether I was on New Canoe's team or not, because I mean, I was in the boat way before New Canoe ever, you know, even thought about or knew who I was. Like I'd played around with the Jackson Kusa and Kusa HD, great boats. The Cusa is probably one of the best paddling boats as far as moving water, but I'm about to <sighs> got a sneeze sneaking up. But everything that it lacks for, like like it doesn't have the stability. It doesn't have the open deck space. it doesn't have like a lot of people love their seats. i can I can't get comfortable in their seats for some reason.
4: Yeah.
1: So, you know, I like a stripped down boat that I can do what I want with. So the Flint's always been my river boat and will probably like it would take one heck of a change for me to find another river boat because I've tried a bunch of boats since then just I, I mean even part of the team i like to try boats i just uh, yeah, same here man i have to try everything yep. and i have not found a boat yet that i think compares to the flint when it comes to skinny water fishing
3: the only
2: uh, i mean i'm the same way i, I prefer that flint over skinny water day. It? it's just so easy especially when you're going over the shoals or anything like that to get it over it the only boat that uh, that I would ever use in place of the Flint might be the Pursuit. And the only reason I would do that is if I was in a river that I wanted more open deck space um, or, you know, additional storage. But uh, nine out of 10 times when I'm on the river, that Flint is definitely the go-to boat out of every boat I've ever been in.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the Pursuit, for, for people listening that are looking into boats, like, if you could only get one boat <laughs> And you're wanting to go motor like we're talking. Like you're, everybody I know that's coming into New Canoe, what's bringing them in right now is the XI3 bow mount. And the
3: open deck space. And
1: the open open deck. That was two
3: main reasons for me, dude.
1: Yeah. That's (laughs) like we have people get on the team page all the time talking about people looking. I saw this boat. I saw Cody Milton in that. I saw Derek Brundle in that. And that, if you could only get one. And you would plan on motoring it, but you still wanted to be able to go skinny water. The Pursuit can do it. A buddy of mine only had a Pursuit for a couple of years, and we've been we've taken that boat in creeks that were so skinny that you literally couldn't turn around, and we paddled backwards back out of it. The Pursuit well, can do it all. Well,
3: if you go to my uh, Instagram page, go back and look at one of the pictures when I first Shameless got bullet. the Pursuit. Yeah, Brad <laughs> Hicks fishing, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no uh when i first got the boat i went over to brian's house uh that weekend he brought me down his river well this this river branches off uh to the right side and then the main river's over to the left side this little branch off the river i mean is uh, i don't even know maybe maybe 20 yards wide and it has laydowns all over just big pile of crap and it's paddled right through or snuck snuck right through it no issues i was like dang this is awesome
1: yeah man the the pursuit i have gotten mine in like how shallow that boat drafts is amazing like even loaded down it drafts good now i mean when you're doing something stupid like me and mark are doing it's obviously not drafting when you're got 400 pounds back of it but any other time when i've got it set up especially when i have it set up for paddling you can really balance that boat out, and yeah. it, it's just excellent. But, yeah, that'd be my pick. If anybody listening is looking into getting into a motor and seeing the bow mount setups and everything, but want something they can do everything with, get you a pursuit and get the bow mount set up. Or if you like going up, up shoals like I'm talking about, the EPS system, because you can beat the crap out of it with that release. That's another. Dude, I was too scared that I would end up catching something because a buddy of mine did it on his bass boat. He called us a merged log and ripped the trolling motor off the deck. Mm. And that first thought came to mind. All the stuff I hit, I was like, man, I'm going to feel like a dummy when I peel the bow of the boat off. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the first suck. first guy with new canoe that peels a boat apart.
3: So I, I just thought uh, of something. Go ahead. The first one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> maybe not. <laughs>
3: Uh I I just thought of something. Uh for the guys that are using torquedos and stuff, how are they controlling that on a
1: seat? Um I'm pretty sure that they're using the pivot drive based steering system, just like the EPS TAS. It's okay. the steering handle on the left. Um Okay. I honestly can say I haven't seen too many people run torquedos on new canoes because of the motor options we have. Um, That being said, I definitely want to try a Torquedo on the Flint just to see how fast it goes. Dude, I think that thing would fly. Dude, I was not a Torquedo person until I checked out Eric Jackson's Apex, and he slapped the Torquedo on it. We tied the steering cables around my toes, and I went for it. (laughs) And that boat was flying, and I was like, oh yeah, I need one of these. (laughs) Until you cut your toe off. Yeah, because it's still braided <laughs> cable too. He was like, This isn't safe, but let's just do it. And I was like, Wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> like,
2: now that geez. y'all are talking, dude, I, now I want to put this together. Like, now you got to get that brand new torpedo that's like, you know, going seven mile an hour and throw it on something like the plant. That would that, be epic.
4: Yeah. And,
2: and then take it to skinny water where you stick ups.
1: Hey, well, it'll be like your buddy. Uh the guy that we had on the crankbait guy witty outdoors oh yeah he takes the jet boats up the shoals i'll take the flint up the shoals at full throttle
3: (laughs) heck yeah dude that'd be sweet stay tuned for some
1: some fail videos i can see it
2: coming (laughs) Uh, dude i will i'm gonna come to alabama just to do this with you
1: hey i've got i've got a spot in mind it would be hilarious to run the run backwards (laughs) <laughs> we always put in on the North end and come down to the takeout. I would like to s- see the people's face cause we get there early and we usually only have a couple groups of people pass us by the time we get to the takeout. But when you go back to get your trucks from the entrance, man, there'll be 200 cars parked up and down the roads. Cause it's a big like recreational float place. I just would love to see these people's faces when they're floating on their tubes and their sun dolphins. And we come flying by them going up river at, five miles an hour jumping rocks going up the falls i would love to see this thing go up there's a waterfall that it's not really a waterfall it's a it's a chute. yeah that i would love to know if i could get up with a big enough motor
3: i'm sure you could you know i'm i'm sitting here
2: thinking with the the weight capacity of a frontier i think you could get a small jet foot motor on it
1: Oh yeah, uh we've seen a guy put a mud motor on one. Yeah. Like hauling, standing up running it hauling. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> have their safety ratings and please everybody abide by the rating on the boat, but we are Rednecks mostly.
0: A helmet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like I remember watching the uh Alex Filguera or whatever his name is. Yeah. I watched him put that like nine and a half or ten and a half horse on that Johnny <laughs> boat and go out in the bay with it. I don't disagree with that. That thing was flying. <laughs> that dude, his
3: videos are nuts sometimes. I'm like, yeah. you come up with some crazy stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah. I saw Ever him put I a, a video, I
1: started in that motor and was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Suzuki I saw him Naruto. put
3: a uh, native drive in a fide where the tripod goes. He's sitting there just getting at it. I'm like, dang!
1: (laughs) Oh, I didn't see that. That's hilarious.
3: Yeah, pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I gotta see that. (laughs) I'll send it to you. Um, yeah. You brought up the uh, motors, though. Have you guys used like any of those gas-powered motors on
1: the back? I haven't. Um, that might be the end game for me on one of the new canoes. Like, it's definitely like the least appealing to me just because I got Mm -hmm. the gas in it um yeah uh but the the motors that you know the honda two fives that uh new canoes using that they're partnered with they're killer motors you know i think they're like 60 or 70 pound setups or something like that you know you can take it on and off super easy um i definitely would try it but it'll be the last thing so like once i get all the boats and setups i want if it comes down to we're like okay i just need to spend some money (laughs) like i'll probably buy one Cause they're not too expensive. I think they're like a thousand bucks.
2: Yeah, no, they're not, uh, they're not bad at all. And uh...
1: then you just swap <laughs> the motor mount on your boat. You swap the transom mount to a, it's a raised one just so the motor sits where it's supposed to. And uh I mean, that's probably like 20, 30 bucks, but mm-hmm. you see river wolf. If most people that are in kayak fishing have seen something with river wolf in it, guy with mm-hmm. the dreads and the all black new canoe. He'll put his family on there with the gas motor. I think I've seen... I think it's him and Everett, I think. I can't remember. Him and a couple. Like, they'll put two grown men in those boats and go stripe fishing, like,
4: with that gas motor
1: ripping. His videos are... If anybody has not watched any of his YouTube stuff, his footage is insane. You know who I'm talking about, Brad? No. I'll send you this. I might
3: have seen the picture of him before, but... Off the top of my head, not really.
1: You'll see him running that motor and stuff that you would take a John boat, like rough water, like blow dams and stuff like that. He'll have, he'll be standing up running with his kid in front of him, man. Like, Jeez. And if anybody if, and has not... torture tested our boats, that dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he is, uh, he is definitely, uh, the daredevil of the
3: doodoo crew. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh have you used the gas motor at all, Marcus?
2: I haven't used the uh the Honda one. I mean we've we've had some, you know, makeshift throw together Arkansas rig kind of stuff, but you know, I haven't ever used the Honda Marine. That's uh I'm kinda like Jimmy. You know, once I get everything exactly how I want it, that's my end game. But um uh, mm-hmm. I've I've been around people that, you know, had them on their boats and you know, a, a trolling motor just doesn't contend well. I'll put it that way.
3: Yeah.
1: I think that, a, a you know, for... Because we had some guys. We had one on a show last year. We had a Frontier 12 with both seats and the gas motor on the back. And we had a bunch of, uh, like, crappie fishermen that, that you know, we, we were talking about. We had pictures of boats with the XI-3 on there. And, like, we had a guy that he bought the demo, the show boat with the Honda motor on it and order the XI three and you go to a perfect one man fishing vessel at that point, Hmm. you know, it can handle the weight. You've got your gas motor to get you a and B, and then you got your trolling motor to fish your spots and then you load up and travel around. I mean, it's just a micro John boat at that point. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, you can do so much. That's kind of what I'd be doing. If I do dual propulsion on the, uh, Flint or the frontier, if I do, EPS and bow mount, or Torquedo and bow mount, whatever I end up doing, because I I really do want to double up a motor just to try it.
3: Yeah, I mean, just to see what happens. I haven't seen anybody do it yet, so it'd be. Not, I haven't
1: seen a new canoe with it yet. I'm sure somebody's done it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, same here. That's oh.
2: that's my whole thing with the Honda battery or the Honda Marine motor. It's it's hard for me to you know throw down that with on something that you can't use in tournaments anyways.
4: Right. But, you know, with
2: what, you're, with what you're talking about, you know, you know, if you put one of the faster running trolling motors on the back and then you use your motor guide XI3 for spot lock on the front, that's a pretty slick idea.
1: Yeah. And like the only like I mm-hmm. honestly don't think of it as from a tournament and I think of it from like when me and my buddies go crappie fishing or something. It's just another way of, you know, we can use the spot lock to stay on docks and I can use mm-hmm. the EPS to get there.
3: double spot lock one on the
1: front and back oh i'll be doing cyclones man (laughs) turn those motors opposite and turn that
3: you know having the double spot lock like that that would solve the issue of being drifting able to point which way you want to point
1: yeah you could just keep it (laughs) like the way i did it on the uh up on the mississippi was you know you'd slow your speed down to basically position holding and then you just Keep you know I could cast and fish and you know if the wind would pick up you could just reach over and tap the steering just that little bit to counter the wind and it'd line right back up and stay there. Hmm. There's there's a lot of advantages to having the steering being controlled by the propulsion on the rear. That boat turns obviously a you know bow mount it'll turn zero degree, mm-hmm. but it's a sweeping turn. You know it shifts yeah. and it's the, there's something about it being on the back that I just like so much more. And I got that when I was using the pivot drive. That's when I, because I'd had the Titan, you know, steering with a rudder, pedaling in the middle of the boat. And then when I went to the pedaling off the rear of the boat and your your propulsion being your steering on the back of the boat, you could, you can, even with the electric motor, you know, you can pull up into a, some trees, start fishing, the wind blow you, you just rip the handle, rip it in reverse, and it just zip. It's right back. There's, hmm. I mean, but I mean, same thing with spot lock. Spot lock. If you have that, you don't have that issue. You pull up, press a button, you're there.
4: Yeah.
1: But Like you said, if the wind picks up and the tail of the boat swings around, you, you have to with the front. You have to steer out and come back in. With steering on the rear, you can literally keep the bow in place and just push the rear of the boat back and forth.
3: Yeah, I got. There's you.
1: advantages, advantages, advantage. I'll definitely if you make it a Del Hollow. I want you to take take one of the boats out with the rear electric motor on it and see what it feels like oh yeah i want to try dude, your insane.
3: i want to try the eps system
1: i'm going to sure. put it on the frontier but at some point after we drink a couple of beers it's going on the flint and <laughs> i'm just gonna see how fast it goes <laughs> it's gonna be fun oh, dude
3: oh, video
2: footage of this
1: <laughs> oh yeah we're doing media for, a lot of media coverage this weekend at this meetup. So there'll be a lot of videos of me doing stupid <laughs> stuff. Cause that's what I'm known for.
3: Well, I'm going to get video of, uh, now, Oh, I'm going to get video of Jimmy uh, double fisting beer standing up in this thing,
1: just cruising by me. <laughs> I'm in. I have the, a, a goal that I have. A buddy of mine has a picture. He went down to the KUSA, um went down like a class two or class three in his, uh, wilderness and when he dropped off the drop he shotgunned a beer and they got pictures of him shotgunning the beer coming down but what was cool is when he punched the can it misted a foam bow tie so in the picture it's like a beer foam bow tie and like dude it's uh, like it was epic like i was like S- I got. speaking of
3: speaking of shotgunning these beers we need to show up josh smith of dark waters
1: yeah i've seen those videos he needs to work on that <laughs> Like, sorry to call you out, Bubba, but you're getting there. <laughs> it, 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 I'm not going to get into I'm not,
3: it. Get, it. We're going to get video of Jimmy and be like, have you just stand in there with the beer and be like, this is how you do
1: it. But like, It kills me watching the guys now that, like, they hold the, the bottom of the can up and they poke the hole and fold the thing. No. You just just whack it and go, man. Just get it over with. That's what she said. Smash it and smash that's
4: right.
2: <laughs> now, uh, Brian, I was going to ask you, have you have you been running with your X-I-3 and like wide open and that spot lock button yet?
3: Wide uh, open with spot lock?
1: Have you, have you been running wide yeah. open and then hit spot lock?
3: Oh, yeah. Accidentally Yep. Yeah. That'll throw you out. <laughs> yeah. I, I've... Uh, I I did it while turning once and about threw me out of my seat. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that wasn't any fun.
1: Yeah. I want to take yours out. I actually have not ran one with a bow mount yet. I think you'll like it. You'll,
3: you'll, you'll want
1: one for sure. I mean, I'll end up with it. It's getting to the point of the year. It's about time to start buying new stuff again. So
3: best time of the year. Yep. Show season. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, second best first best is fishing season. (laughs)
1: Pre-spawn. Like, that's honestly, this is the first year I can honestly say that I've been excited, like, all right, getting closer to February, getting closer to the early spawners. As long
3: as they don't freaking cancel everything, you know?
1: I don't care. I'm still going fishing. Cancel it. Oh, I thought you
3: were talking about shows.
1: Oh, no, I'm talking about, like, pre-spawn fishing.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Heck, like yeah. we
1: had we had pre spawn show up early this year because we had a lot of rain and the water warmed up kind of quick. Yep. We had grass come in in March, like never happens around here. Like first week of March, it looked look like Gunnersville does in October. It was insane, huh. and that was when I was uh, bed fishing. You'd find an open pocket, find a five or six pounder just sitting in there. But I'm looking forward to that again, man. Heck
3: yeah! You should
1: travel more. You could experience these things.
3: I know. I need. I need. To <laughs>
1: Well, we're winding down,
3: man. I think uh, I think we've covered some propulsion options. Um, this can also go for other models too, if you don't if you if you don't have a new canoe or anything. I know Bonafide, They I've seen guys putting X I threes on with the uh, one objective mounts and all that stuff. Oh um, yeah, you so, can uh, you can
1: put X I threes on
3: I just that. about anything now. Yep, I've even seen Hobie guys doing it. I'm like guys don't need They're no motor killer. yep
2: and uh and the jackson blues guys are doing it with the motor guides
3: yeah the bass 360 or whatever they want to call it
1: that thing two that stern motors. no it's a catamaran like <laughs> you,
3: you could put four motors on that thing if you wanted two up front two in the back
1: we should do it just to do it <laughs> And it'll be funny because none of us have the same thrust motor. So it'll have Brian's 27 on like the back left. I'm going to have a 55 and we'll put a seven horse gas motor on the left front. I'm e- <laughs> we'll just go for it. It's going like, to it's come across the river that. like this. just sideways. I'm
3: emailing Alex Fulgaria this right now. I'll see if we will make a video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do it.
3: Actually I think he listens, so if he does, man, do a video on this. We wanna see it.
1: <laughs> no, do a video, call me. I will drive up there and do it with you.
2: <laughs> While shotgunning a beer. There you go. <laughs>
1: there you go. We're gonna we're gonna just break the internet with that one.
3: Oh man.
1: And then the day after that, Jimmy lost all of his sponsors.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and gained yeah. some people aren't really interested in.
1: Hey, if that's what it takes to get a beer sponsor in this industry, I'm fine with that.
2: All right, look.
1: <laughs> Greg Blanchard. Sierra Nevada. I mean,
2: Natty Light's not going places anymore. I'm sure they'd jump on fairly quickly.
1: <laughs> I'd rather not have the sponsor. <laughs> Sorry to offend.
2: <laughs> Somebody in Kentucky is mad at you now.
1: Hey. I'm sorry that y'all drink terrible beer. Like, y'all got too many good uh, breweries (laughs) and stilleries up there. Drink something else.
3: They got a ton of, uh, like, whiskey and
1: stuff, bourbon, all that crap. I can get behind that, too. but That and fishing don't mix well for me. (laughs) I usually don't even get off the bank. I'm just like, yeah, we are just stay here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we're... We're going to end this before we get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marcus, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, sharing your uh, setups and stuff and goofing off with us. It was fun.
1: Right, man. Anybody, it was my pleasure. Anybody you want to shout out before you go?
2: Man, how about shout out to all these paddle and fin guys? You know, they're all you guys are great. It's a fun blast every single show. And on top of that, you know, I'm probably one of y'all's biggest listeners also so just shout out to all of you guys man y'all make it fun
3: appreciate it heck man. yeah heck yeah i like it i enjoy it it's fun <laughs>
1: yeah i i've gotten way too involved in it <laughs> like, i think
2: that's one of the biggest things we forget as a fishing community is you know everybody is uh you know a lot of people are so tournament based now as a lot of us forget the the reason we got into it in the first place and that was yep. the fun and listening to what you guys do with all these anglers whether they're the cody miltons or you know the the mark coats down at the bottom you bring <laughs> them all on you all have a whole lot of fun with them and uh you know it's it's people like y'all that are helping this uh this whole business keep going
1: that's what we're trying to do man
3: i i told jimmy man i'm like i i like talking to the guys that are relatable you know like the tournament guys they're, they're cool i like listening to them but i can't relate to them so
1: and that's what's cool for me is I'm with you like and i'm do I do the turning show, like I can't relate yeah. to most of them, but then you find out how many of them actually are relatable like and that that keeps my head in it like when you talk to Russ Snyder is not a good example. he's too intelligent um <laughs> when he talks and how he breaks stuff down my head, don't wrap around, but when I talk to like Cody Milton. Like Cody's, Cody's an everyday average guy, and his brain works just like mine. If he can figure it out, I should be able to do the same thing. Like,
2: yeah,
1: it, it helps I helps ground you.
2: Once you start sending me pictures and avionics, my response is usually show me where that's at on Google.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you no. Know, when guys start sending me graph photos, I'm just like, no, no, no. What bank are you throwing at? <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome show, dudes. Yep. Uh,
3: again, thanks for coming on, man. We're gonna wrap it up here. Everybody, have a good night, and we will see you next week. Uh, come to the Dale Hollow meetup
1: if you, you don't. Froze. Did I really? Yeah. You, no, you not froze like connection. Like you, like you drew a blank for a second. Was oh yeah, a, I
3: didn't. I couldn't remember what the lake was called. Take <laughs> yeah. <two. laughs> yeah. Come if the... you're not at Dale Hollow this weekend. You're you missing suck. out. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good night. We'll see you next week. See you later. Thanks for tuning in
5: to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and Finn for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC covers. Protect your investment. Catch Products. Shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the paddle and fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jig Master's Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code